0: The Blue Beetle. Hello, John. This is Archie. Continue you the thrilling Dick Tracy detective adventures.
1: This week on the show, there's hormones in the water. We change our minds about some previous picks, and Teeny Howard is the shit. That and more on this week's Quick Flips. are back with quick flips
0: yep awesome so (laughs) a little behind but we're getting it done yeah
1: it's kind of hard to get back on track but you know it's not as if we're not reading so we've got plenty to talk about in fact we have to kind of
0: we got to do a condensed episode despite Mm -hmm. trying to make it uh or uh, jam in as many books as we can here so do you want to get right to it or yeah
1: let's let's start okay what have you been reading
0: I'm starting us off.
1: Yeah, let's go with you.
0: Okay, you know what? Let's start with um, let's start with Trustfall, number one. Yeah,
1: you said that was that was interesting.
0: Yeah, it's an it's an aftershock book, and and what made me pick it up uh, was was the writer Christopher Sabila, who mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, wrote Shanghai Red, which I absolutely loved.
1: Yeah, no, you didn't talk about that one at all.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> um, he also what else has he done? He's done a bunch of stuff. He's done some DC work. He did. Um, He's doing Crowded right now, mm. which I know that you were looking at maybe starting Yeah, to possibly. That's why I picked it up. Basically, the gist of, of Trustfall, it's a really uh, simple concept, so I think mm-hmm. I can do this one fast for a change, yep. but, but pretty cool. Um, basically, there's a character named Ash, and she has the ability to teleport things. Okay. Okay, so she can teleport pretty much anything in the world except for herself.
1: Okay, cool.
0: So basically, the or at least the, the, the implications of the, the title is, is that she then has to trust that someone's going to come and get her. So if she goes into oh, a bank okay. and teleports the vault out, then she's going to have to uh, have someone come get her before mm-hmm. she's, you know, arrested or what have you, right? I see. Um, and, and basically, Ash, and it's exactly what I'm getting to, Ash is a good person. Mm-hmm. So she... Is kind of tricked, truthfully, by her family into believing that you know the city, the state, um, the government in general, all police officers, all of these um, people are actually criminals. Oh, and, you're, and she's she she thinks that she's like a Robin Hood type character. Um, she's probably late teens okay, early 20s right. but that's the other thing she lives in complete seclusion so until say... they send her out to do huh. these tasks um they kind of have it framed around her being uh needed to be protected from the world because yeah. of her gift kind of thing yeah so um you know she she lives you know 7 days a week in this locked room that has only access to certain channels like a couple of cartoon channels and this sort of thing um and and she has the same breakfast with no one the Mm -hmm. only human interactions she has is with her siblings yeah um which is basically when they come home from doing their unsavory deeds right so are they have they a family also seclude, dinner
1: are they also secluded no now? she's the
0: only one she's the only one that has power oh, so they all, see, okay. they all know that, that they're yeah. doing bad things mm-hmm. except for her
1: interesting it's she a believes of criminals that she,
0: exactly and and this family of criminals has brought themselves from zero mm-hmm. to being uh so uh successful that they're now on the radar of a very Prominent crime syndicate.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. And
0: that's where the first issue kind of leaves us. I don't want to um, contextualize it too much, Mm -hmm. but the, uh, because it's a really, really good book. It was a really, really, really fun read. And to be honest, it was kind of what I was hoping for when we last talked about Prodigy, which we're going to talk about later today. Yeah. uh, Because it's wrapping up this week. It was what I was hoping for, exactly. Almost, ironically, out of the first issue of that. Now, I've since changed my opinion of Prodigy, which we'll get to later today. Mm-hmm. But um, this book, it's it sets up the world, it sets up the stakes, uh, and it gets you invested. You know, in in one issue. In a very strong way. There's no way that I'm not going to read issue two. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that I'm not going to. Because I'm so curious now. You yeah, know? of course. Uh, the art is is bizarro and out there. It's totally a book that you would love. I was going
1: to say. I'm like, I think I want to read this. Yeah,
0: it's so fucking cool. The character's is cool. She does like... Every time she teleports something, she does like finger guns. <laughs> and she listens. She's always listening to an iPod that she stole from, from someone that she teleported away.
1: That's awesome.
0: Uh, at one point. So she... Um, it, it's quite funny. Like she... Every time that some guard or a police officer or something will be like, put your hands up. She'll have her headphones in, so it'll just show the the text as, like, mumbles. Yeah. It won't be legible words that's until she pulls a headphone out and then like it'll go like a a squiggly line and then get down on the floor you know (laughs) like that kind of thing it's really cool but in any case at the end of the first issue ash is gonna have to make some hard choices about who she is who her family is and where she's going to take her life from here Mm -hmm. the cover art is stellar the color palette is brilliant yeah and um and the story is, is, is absolutely captivating, which I you know cool. I can't say enough. It sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna good, check it out. Book. Cool. Okay, so Trustfall number one from Aftershock Comics, uh, written by Christopher Sabila, uh, and Chris Vision uh is the artist and creator Hassan. Otsmain El is the letter. Uh, Chris Vision also did that wicked cover that I was showing you. And uh, yeah, I really I really, really like this book. It, awesome. you know, it's it's I shouldn't say it's the first aftershock book in a while that I've liked because I do like a lot of aftershock stuff, but mm-hmm. it's the first one a little bit that surprised me. You know, yeah, yeah. it it completely subverted my expectations of it because yeah. I did not. I thought it was going to be like gritty and and really heavy, and then it was just a, a beautiful light read that somehow uh, contextualized all of these dark concepts mm-hmm. and and I, all the purples and everything. It's great, cool. It's great, yeah. What do you? What's up first for you?
1: Okay so I had talked about wanting to read well we sp- I can't remember which one of us decided or picked thumbs last time I, I think, think it was, was me your pick, yeah. yeah so I ended up reading thumbs uh the first issue came out and I wasn't really sure what to expect because it seemed like something that has been written before in a way like tech obsessed teens you know we've heard a lot about that pretty often so I went in with a uh, no expectations except for possible repetitive storylines, but
0: well, this seemed like it was they were they were building like a tech fronted child army, and yes, the children were being raised by apps and stuff like that. Yes, I read the the preview for this. I, I haven't read the issue, but yeah. I, I read the preview and absolutely loved it. The preview sounded
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, right. I
0: mean, like the the like you know three pages or four pages. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: okay, cool. Yeah, well, so so far. Thumbs is a person, seems to be the main character in this book, who's been injured during some sort of mission, uh, which apparently he wasn't ready for and like tactically was not uh, up to up to where he should be. So he's been severely injured and they put him in a, an induced coma. And that's really all that happens in this issue, except for showing us what kind of technology these people have in place. So massive screens where they've got like the body cam that replays and they all kind of, you know, criticize the, the person's actions and did they make the right move? What should they have done? Uh, they call the older people old faces Right like on. i need an old face right yeah. which i thought was pretty cute but yeah it's you know it did grab me even though not much happened but because not too much happened i'm dying to see where it goes like i can't wait for the next one
0: sounds like they did a fair amount of world building though and i know in, yes in, again and what i read they, they've really set the pace on what environment you're now yeah in. so i think if you buy into the world then it's easier mm-hmm. to buy into the characters who are you know, at least in in the solicitation text, mm-hmm. they see the the main character definitely seems to be a little uh, idiosyncratic. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. You know, yeah, absolutely. But let's see how let's see how it plays out. It's either going to be a super dystopian book, or or not. I'm not sure. Or not. <laughs> or not. It's hard to say because I can't tell if this is a happy world or or not a happy world. Right. Okay. Right now, because something awfuls happened, you think it's like this dystopian future but we don't really know what's going on Hmm. like why is there this teen army in the first place why are these people fighting what are these missions for
0: yeah you bring up an interesting uh point in that a lot of the times we take for granted that we read the solicitation text or see the previews Mm. of future issues and this sort of thing and we don't put into context that sometimes they don't discuss the stuff that is in the solicitation text in the first issue of the book, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, th- and that sometimes can be a problem because when you're talking about, like, a monthly release release schedule, it's kind of hard sometimes, I find, to get into books until the second or third issue, which is, like, what I'm going to talk about with Prodigy today. Yeah, And it's funny that you're talking about the exact same phenomenon with this book. Like, it mm-hmm. looks beautiful. I, I, yeah. we, we were both really struck by the art, mm-hmm. but I find it interesting that, I, I don't know, it's kind of like a writing chops thing, I guess, but I'm not I'm not going to knock this book, because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I haven't read it yet, but it's just an interesting observation, mm-hmm. you, you know, that, that you don't, you almost don't have what you need to get the story going.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. So Thumbs is written by Hayden Sherman, and the art is by Sean Lewis, and I think... I think Brandon's gonna pick it up as well. We're gonna to have to share this one, right? Mm. Cool.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a try. I really like the color palette. Mm-hmm. Okay, so seeing as I've been saying it this whole time, you want to take a look at Prodigy? Yeah. Okay. So Prodigy six wrapped up. I think it was the week of June 12th. Oh, not mm-hmm. not mistaken. Mistaken. At least it wrapped up the first arc. You know, now that I've been, now that I'm six issues in on this miniseries, I am hoping for more yeah initially we talked about this book and and we praised Raphael albuquerque and his amazing artwork because you know goes without saying um you know we made some jokes about mark miller being a sociopath as i generally do uh or potentially either the most empathetic person or the coldest person on the planet we're not sure which but now that i'm six issues into this I see kind of like the the obviously the whole scope of his vision and I went from hating Edison Crane to loving the character which is also the journey that you want the the you know the the reader to take. Mm-hmm. I still don't think that the first issue is perfect, you know, and yeah. I expect more out of someone of Mark Miller's reputation mm-hmm. and the work his his portfolio is Vastly too impressive to kind of pace a first issue of a book that would go on to be as good as this one is. Yeah. That yeah. way, in my opinion. But again, Mark so doesn't give first, a shit what I think. one
1: should have grabbed you more.
0: I, I, no, I think that the first issue did all of the right things. Mm-hmm. I just think that.
1: When do you think it changed?
0: So, yeah, we know about the first issue. We talked about the first issue. Mm-hmm. The second issue. I think that some of that material should have been in the first issue. I think this should have been a double-sized first issue and then four additional issues in the mm-hmm. first volume. And I truly do believe that. And that's what I'm talking about because if you take the first two issues together, mm-hmm. that's a perfectly paced double-sized issue. Yeah. Like it's brilliant. It, yeah. it it's it's if you read issue 1 and 2 at the same time, mm-hmm. it's pretty perfect for the story that he's telling. Yeah. Right? And and Raphael Albuquerque is like Mwah, like perfect like it, mm. it, it, you everything about this book when you get into it is like the it's 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 grabbing it's it's it, it's very easily to invest in this world yeah and this you know this this was kind of a globe trotting uh super brainiac spy adventure i can do it all you know kind of thing and 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 yes there's no way to get around this character is incredibly pretentious or could come off that way Mm -hmm. but it's the empathy in the character that works so well yeah which again is something we either joke about you know like either sociopath or the most empathetic person alive and we don't know which one it is Mm -hmm. this character is like that exact thing that we were joking about with mark miller last time that we we were talking about this book and um you know i i I don't want to go too much into detail because now that the the book is kind of wrapped yeah i think that people should read it but let's go through a few key points okay one thing that i really like is is the amount of empathy in the character that they choose to stop the story in mm. in mid-motion and portray okay. or or convey rather to the audience so they'll be in the middle of an action sequence and then this because they're all elite level. Like the obviously his kind of uh, the person kind of riding along with him on this adventure. The person that's got him going on this whole adventure is um, is a very capable pilot, a very capable, um, very capable in combat and, and weapons training and all of these things. She's an elite CIA operative, but uh, at the same time, um, she's not him she's not like literally got 16 people working 16 versions of himself working in his head at the same time you know Mm -hmm. on different projects uh which is some of the coolest scenes in the book where you actually go into like i guess kind of like a mind palace type thing but instead of him having things in little you know like a library kind of thing or something like that there's literally a bunch of hymns in there all working on different shit that are talking to each other and um everything gets worked out every strand that's left every single one gets worked out which mm-hmm. is brilliant there's no throwaway bullshit the and you kind of think that early on it is but and and reading the entire six issues again is why because i'm not I'm rambling a little bit so i'm sorry <laughs> is why those first two issues are perfect yeah you know but they stop the story mid pace to to, to to have so say for example they're hanging off a uh, off the side of a mountain yep. and these these uh, you know um, uh, mercenaries sorry I couldn't think of the word mercenaries <laughs> um, are, are like have a gun to their heads mm-hmm. and they're like you know giving their villain speech and instead of you know some great action sequence woo you know that they could totally do because that's what they do with this book yeah he just you know professor crane he just starts talking about like look man i know how rough your childhood was Mm -hmm. and you know your father or wasn't in the picture and your stepfather was a drunk and he like goes off on this whole thing it's like but i'm here to tell you that you can do so much more with your life and then they just kind of help him up and then they take over yeah he gives them jobs okay and 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 then later on in like the the fourth Issue, I think it is. He's got to collect a bunch of money um, to essentially uh, pay ISIS mm-hmm. to give him information. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, America is like has has an airstrike on, on this town on the way. So he he's like trying to he's it, it creates this whole like race against the clock
1: yeah yeah thing
0: that's going on. But again, they stop the book. You know maybe six pages in mm-hmm. for this guy who you've never met in the book before yeah other than the conversation that you've had which yeah. is a or to deliver expository dialogue is the entire purpose of the conversation and you you have him then tell uh this character rachel that you know oh yeah he you know he um he found me when i was at this dark point and um we went to an island. He bought an island to take me there and like work out all my issues. And he stayed with me for three months and just talked all the time. And like now I work with him and I'm so appreciative for everything he's done for me. And I don't know how he finds the time. And Mm -hmm. and then he, he, and then he goes on to tell Rachel that everyone that works at his company is like this at this like multi, multi bajillion dollar company. (laughs) Because that's the other thing. He does so much shit for free. Like Mm -hmm. he does all this, like all the nuclear, like fixing, he fixed like Russia's nuclear, um, or uh, fixes the efficiency of like their nuclear processes Mm -hmm. uh, over the course of the book. And, and he, like he's working with India on a similar project and he does that all pro bono. Um, because he makes so much money doing other stuff. Yeah, and like he spent in one issue, like he bribed uh, everyone in the Kremlin, it's Kremlin except for like a high ranking general. He spent like a half a billion dollars doing it, and he's just like, this just, better be worth yeah. it. Yeah, which it wasn't. No. He got down there, and they were missing what they needed. But um, it's, it's in any case, it, like the point is, they do a great job of like paralleling this action and this all the like. Oh, he's gonna get out of it, and that kind of like. 90s action like, oh, it's he's gotta be fine. He's gonna kill all the bad mm-hmm. guys and mm-hmm. get out. They they contrast that really, really well with the um the empathy mm-hmm. of the character. And so it actually works really, really well. And and also that then recontextualizes that issue that we had with the first couple. Uh, or the first book specifically, mm-hmm. where, like, you know, why did he need to both, like, perform the open-heart surgery and do this and do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. as a kid? But it it was balancing. Some of those were examples of empathy rather than yeah. examples of his, you know, um, excellence, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting. The book is really good. The la- the other thing that I really like about what Mark Miller did with these six issues is – um the last book isn't the finale the 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 last two issues
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but it doesn't seem like it again yeah yeah. it's like it's skirted so you think you're still ramping up the stakes Mm -hmm. but then i realized that that the stakes had actually stopped being raised much earlier and i just can't read symbolism i just can't understand the amazing art of raphael albuquerque obviously Mm -hmm. um so yeah it was it's nice it's Really fun book. It's really tastefully done. Um, it's probably one of the things that I like most from Mark Miller in quite a while. I know he's got like fifteen new books going, but including a num- number one coming out next week, right? Yeah. Uh, like yeah, about a yeah. um, what's the deal with that? Something in space? Space criminals or something? Um, space pirates? Something like that.
1: Space
0: pirates? Something like that. Um, but yeah. So, Prodigy. I've I you know this is the first time that we've actually come on and very loudly um said i changed my mind about a book and i'm gonna say say it i've changed my mind (laughs) entirely about a book it's it's a good book so yeah cool yeah
1: yeah
0: oh sorry yeah credit (laughs) i I I fell asleep asleep there so i'm
1: holding it up
0: (laughs) yeah so written by mark miller obviously art by rafael albuquerque colorist marcello Mayolo and letters by peter doherty what's up next for you
1: uh man eaters So okay. I went back and I start, well, I went and read the last issue and then I went back and I read through the issues and oh my God, this is all over the place. Like it's, it feels like a feminist teen magazine. Well, I can, I'm saying teen magazine, but I know when I was a teen and I was reading feminist magazines that they weren't really (laughs) geared towards teens, but it has that feel to it where it's like, there's a story, but then it goes off to something else and you almost feel like... You know how when you're watching a TV show or back when we were kids, you'd be watching a TV show and like all of a sudden a commercial comes up and it just breaks your thought process. You're like really into a show and all of a sudden it's like and blah, blah, Nerf. blah. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you're all and then, you know, it's over and then you're back in it. And <laughs> that's what it's like to read these books. You're just all over. There's all kinds of mixed media happening, like actual photos, uh, drawings, clippings. It's it's. All over the fucking place. And it started off strong with the storyline, but like the storyline seems to just sort of be what gets you hooked. And then from there, it just goes all over the place with all kinds of different messages. So, yeah, it's it's really entertaining. In fact, the eighth issue, I believe, eighth issue. Yes. The eighth issue was just games. There were, like, cards you can cut out. There was uh, role-playing games that, you know, you could print out cards. It, this whole thing, which was really cool. But, I mean, it sucks if you are reading them in sequence and you're at seven and you want to know what happens. There's kind of a cliffhanger at seven, so you have to wait till nine to see what happens. I see.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only read issue one and two at your behest. Yeah. Um, and I love them. I, I really relate to the daughter, who, whose name I can't fucking remember for the life of me but i really really enjoyed those first issues i loved all the like the uh you know propaganda garbage (laughs) um i and i i like this kind of um thought process to Mm -hmm. a book like just you know really examining a social taboo and being like well if it's so socially uh you know unspeakable Mm -hmm. then let's ramp that up to 11 and and you explain to me why you know, why this is in fact a tablet at all.
1: But they do and they don't like they, you want to avoid the, the young girl's, Men, you know, yeah, you don't you, want them to menstruate because, because they could turn, turn into, into Panthers and Yeah. And so they put uh hormones in the water to prevent this from happening and then they market special water to boys.
0: Don't they do um a test at the schools too? I seem to remember mm-hmm. a letter going home and issue yep. one or two where it's like a you know, a menstrual crisis has happened in the yeah, school. Or exactly. Something like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's
1: really strange. And so the par- you know the par- parents will suspect that their kids might be either getting close or not drinking the water and drinking the i think it's called the estro water or estro free or something that they that yeah. they market for boys, but like men are just terrified i mean it's nuts it's not pretty unlike cool. the real world yeah it's but it's pretty funny like it's a hyper um hyper pumped up version of reality. And it's really in your face, but like we said before, with a lot of things right now, things like *Handmaid's Tale*, which is something that's being compared to this, um, it's not—it's not something that couldn't happen. Like the fear of women rising up by these weak. Men groups <laughs> hmm. is, is an issue is something that's actually happening. So as you read this, these comics and you see the fear and the way that these women are treated, like they send them to this place that's supposed to be, they, uh, Promote as being this like kind of like spa getaway type place where you can go and once you do get your period, you know, you can go there and they can help you get better and get the panther out of you or whatever. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's this like really scary prison looking place and they don't say it, but the cure is a hysterectomy, but and it's like all brainwashing and like just psychological psychological abuse like you know one woman they ask her if she's been menstruating or like if she's hormonal because they found a trigger in her room and or like a a evidence in her room of a hormonal imbalance and all it was is like you know there's like two items next to each other like it's crazy it's really fucked it's great i like it it's cool yeah but it's um it's a really good introduction into this whole world of um, just different uh, feminist issues, right so if you if you're like a fifteen year old and you're mm. reading this comic book, you're gonna be pissed off because it's outrageous <laughs> it's outrageous, but you know when you're older and you and you read it, you're like, yeah, that's world's fucked
0: you know what what mm. angers me as a thirty three year old man mm-hmm. about this book. Is that this book? Like, aren't we you should... 34 now? Am I? No, I'm 33, aren't Are I? you? What? Who died?
1: <gasps> oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm aging It's 2019,
0: here. right? Yeah, it so is. So I'm 33. Okay, all
1: right. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um um, Wow, that really threw me off. I'm when we sorry. Talk... Oh, what angers me as a 33-year-old man about this book. I feel as though this book should be, should be satire by now and it is not
1: no it's not and that
0: is a really sad world to live in unfortunately mm-hmm. like you know i've said it before on on both this show and mm-hmm. on the main exploding earth feed i've said it on movies from my life a million times before that you know i was raised by a single mom until i was um you know almost 10 and um and i she had to be both you know, mom and dad, mm-hmm. and I—I I don't know. I've never once in my entire life felt um, insecure in my masculinity. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I've felt insecure in pretty much every other way that you could felt, feel possible. You know, my intelligence, mm-hmm. my aesthetic, yeah. You know, my, but
1: being, yeah, my no, ability to
0: do something but yeah but and and it it, it, it's a
1: mental it's a it's a mental state that you just don't share with these people
0: well i don't even want to make it that simple but i wish it could be more of just an enjoyable experience for Mm -hmm. those who need it rather than such a like it feels like to me i feel like if a girl who's 15 like you said walked into a comic shop grabbed this book and walked to the counter that there's a handful of shops that would be like oh fuck
1: Yeah, the eye roll. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This, yeah. No, I agree. It made me want to dig out my old bitch magazine, (sighs) you know, and just like, (laughs) oh, man, I remember reading that. This would have been cool to have. I want to send this back in time to like 15-year-old me and be like, check this out, right? Yeah. But no, I know what you mean. It's scary, really. But it's great. I'm enjoying it, even though it is kind of all over the place. Um, That's... Kind of the charm about it, yeah. I think that we expected it to be a little more structured.
0: I didn't because I. Sorry, you didn't. Did I? Am I? Am I? Did I cut you off? <laughs> I'm just talking about your <laughs> book. man here.
1: Do you want to explain it yeah, for no, me? Okay, yeah. What
0: you mean? What Paula meant. <laughs> um, okay, so I didn't because I, yeah. s- when I read. Through a lot of like um, reviews and different things on the book and also interviews yeah. with the creators, it seems like a really familial mm-hmm. vibe, and there's all these artists and 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 creative minds working out. There's like six different people, yeah, so there's two main collaborators mm-hmm. who That's knew each a- other from a Marvel book that they worked on. yeah. Sorry, you were going to say their names.
1: No, I was going to say, yeah, Chelsea Kane and Kate Nemchuk.
0: Nemchuk, yes, that's right. Sorry, and then everyone else that works on it is is seems to be from a different and has joined the yeah. team since because it's also a growing team mm-hmm. to uh, to you know come, do variant covers and whatever other types of media layout mm-hmm. work, etc. They seem to be um, coming from different media backgrounds and kind of trying to take all of them and match them into it's a, like a big
1: feminist collage. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That'd be a fun room to be in, talking to all these people and bouncing you- ideas off each other.
0: I just don't think that you have to identify yourself as a feminist to no. to enjoy this book.
1: Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: Honestly, if you weren't a fucking moron, then you could probably <laughs> read this book as long and and enjoy it as long as again you weren't a closed-minded fucking idiot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it's,
0: it's well written. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I the character uh, development. It happens really quickly, yeah. which is like, which is a very he- good yeah, it sign. Does. Yeah, it does. So, um, like, I wouldn't even say this is a book for feminists because of the extreme no, visuals. No. I would say this is a book for not assholes. The only reason like, that you, I said that yeah.
1: was because no, it, it reminds me of the feel from the magazines that I grew up reading, right? Like Bitch Magazine, for example, mm-hmm. right? Like, it really feels like that.
0: You're absolutely not wrong. And mm-hmm. that is the target demographic. I'm not questioning that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying... I think that the book has has even you know I don't want to see it pigeonholed. Yeah, of because course not. It, it doesn't need to be. No, it's it's a smart book. It's like yeah. people, you know, people that went to see Rent
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the eighties.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. You
0: know, and we're like, oh, I'm depressed, but yeah, we gotta have a serious talk about AIDS. <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: it's good. Read it. It's it's pretty fun. I recommend it. Yeah. It's uh, it's a good time. <laughs> we did the credits, really. Like, we, you know. Uh,
0: yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's your call.
1: Yeah. Written by Chelsea Kane and the arts by Kate Niemczyk and, you
0: know. Oh, a ton of awesome people. A ton doing of awesome
1: people, yeah. Different... There was a new writer in the, in the latest one that no, was brought No, it was it's not a new no. Contributor. What
0: Paula meant was that, that <laughs> it was a new cover artist. The new cover, artist, cover yes. Yeah, the, that yes. B cover that was baller. Yes. Uh yeah.
1: <laughs> Either way, all the art's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, just yeah, I mm. love all these covers. I want them all up on the wall. As you know me, I like everything on the yeah. wall.
0: The interiors are really um, upbeat.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool. For
1: something so dark.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do I have something else to talk about today? No.
1: Oh, well, we've read a bunch of stuff.
0: I don't know. I can't remember what I was going to talk about. I
1: can segue into another book I read.
0: Okay, yeah, you go yeah? first. Okay.
1: Um, I read Glow 2. Yes. I loved Glow. Like when the show came out, I got into, you know, looking into the background and the hear, inspiration for it. Yeah, and...
0: you hear Gina Davis signed on for season three. That's awesome. I'm so stoked for that. That is very Hopefully cool. Hopefully she kills someone with a bow and arrow <laughs> on the show.
1: Yeah. And you want her to kill someone with a bow. Well, out.
0: not in real life. I don't what want is
1: she actually doing on the show?
0: Sh- I don't know. I just know that she's like like a world-class archer. So, Interesting. And she's so fucking cool. Like a league of yeah. their own. No, no. When we did that sports tournament, mm-hmm. which was kind of a botched sports tournament. But keep in mind that a league of their own with an all-male, um, you know, panel. Mm-hmm. Ran the gamut of like 32 films. Yeah. And and won that whole uh, movie uh, tournament. Yeah. On on Mermel. On. The
1: movie's amazing.
0: It's great. Yeah. Um, she's been in so much cool stuff. She's in The Fly. I uh, wonder you know, what she's
1: going to do. It. I could see her being like oh. a coach or something. Well, like some it, sort of coach.
0: Aren't they bringing in elements of like a rivalry? Yeah. Some um, other? Well,
1: they're doing it in the comic.
0: Okay. Sorry. Right? Yeah. Let's yeah. Talk about comics. So they're doing <laughs> it in the comic. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: they've gone to las vegas to expand on this whole world right Mm -hmm. of women's wrestling and they're now up against these female wrestlers who are just tanks like these are huge beefy women that are just gonna kick the shit out of them they haven't fought yet but like there's all these jokes about how they're gonna die um and they these other women that were already there hate the women of Glow. Because they see them as these like they come like ninety pound lingerie models, They've, they they ha- they're worried that they're going to have to pretend that they're injured because they can't actually get injured, so they keep. Basically making fun of them, like we're gonna have to pretend that you heard us. It's gonna be ridiculous. Maybe you're used to acting like an idiot, but we don't. You know, we're not actresses. We're actual wrestlers, and and this is just going on and on and on. So, you know, they're trying to make friends, whereas these other women are just like, get the hell out of here! Like, you shouldn't be here. I'm really hoping that it turns into something interesting. Like, they get the shit kicked out of them. Okay. Uh, you know. Yeah. We'll see.
0: And they'll end up in traction for three issues of the book yeah that's yeah it's like uh let go back to our justice league commentary from earlier it's like batman's in the in that yeah. fucking tank for like four yeah. issues
1: well i feel like it's great they're they're really building it up and i know it's only been two issues but they kind of came up for um there was a long time between them so you're kind of hanging but i feel like like i need something to happen and wait, a little bit less
0: who's writing this
1: uh this is being written by tinny howard
0: so that's why there was a big because Teeny yeah. is like the biggest yeah. she's reading like a bajillion books on her exclusive yeah. marvel deal yeah and like you know the why she's in the news so much right mm-hmm. now is because there's all these little sex of her fan club
1: mm-hmm.
0: like people who read this book and mm-hmm. and all of her uh, you know create her own uh and smaller label stuff that are like oh fuck yeah what does she have to drop under this new marvel exclusive contract yeah, yeah. um yeah so that's
1: that's why, it took, that's so why long. it took so
0: long because she's had to do a lot of legal mm-hmm. shit work out all of this stuff with her new contract with marvel which Fucking big ups because Teenie Howard yeah, can write a fucking cool. book. What is she she
1: was gonna write? Like Hulk?
0: Uh she is writing well, she's got a bunch of cool stuff on the go. She's doing uh Thanos book. Oh, I the believe. Thanos,
1: that's right. That's she right. She
0: is do I think, don't quote yeah. me on that, but I think she's got a Thanos book out now, uh like a mini series. She I heard about this other project that she wants to do. It's like bringing back in a bunch of um you know like lesser known characters she wants to do like some crazy shit with the marvel universe mm-hmm. and i'm totally down yeah like Be-
1: bringing a bunch of people and dig out a bunch of characters yeah yeah I,
0: I, you know yeah. It, it's i'm totally down for this cool. i want to see what she does because she just she has such a like a great pace to her work mm-hmm. it's like it's like you're riding a fucking horse through a book like it's just yeah you just yeah fly through everything she writes sorry
1: no, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's why
0: it took so long. Yeah. I believe. I'm s- speculation. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to the next one. So that that will be one of my picks anyway. So
0: yeah, it's coming out. This one's coming out a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. L- luckily. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Cool. Did you read anything else? Yeah,
0: I can't remember what I wanted oh, I'm to sorry, talk wait. about though. sorry. Wait. Uh, it was oh, sorry, yeah. uh, Teenie
1: Howard and Hannah Templer that are working on this book, and the cover art for this one was uh, Rebecca Natty. Yeah.
0: Um, in any case, uh, I I can't find like I had like a book that I specifically wanted to talk about, but now I'm literally ripping shit out from under my desk trying yeah. to find what book it was. Um, you know, I read the the new like number one, the IDW Yusagi Ujimbo, mm-hmm. and like it was it, it was like what you expect, like Stan Sakai uh, is still writing that book since forever. Um, it's pretty pretty good but it's like nothing super special because they're just setting up a new story arc a new kind of quest and so you know that there's it's fun yeah um there's like a puppet uh show in the middle Mm -hmm. of it i don't i don't know it's a rabbit with a samurai sword fuck off you know it's cool that sounds fun um yeah uh, what else? i don't know i read the second clue candlestick you know i'm i'm a big fan of that book i'd like anything close so but i uh, you know i'm not in endorsing it you know i'm not mm-hmm. like it's the greatest thing ever um it is re- re- really good though so like there was a bunch of stuff that i read but nothing that i really need to need to get into so if you want to go over to picks, i'm right. totally cool with that
1: Okay, so our picks for next week. Uh, do you want to go one one and one, or do you want to just blurt them out? Yes. All right, so one let's, and one.
0: Yeah, let's do one for one.
1: I already mentioned I want to read Glow 3. Okay. So, you're up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay, let's go with Goon number three from Albatross. Oh. Obviously, like when we talked about this book, I... I did not know that it was previously a book released by Dark Horse, um, and I've been kind of getting into some more of the uh, you know old material. I've been trying to get my hands on it. I, we just bought a collection um, mm. that has some of these books in it, so we'll, I'll be reading those. Um, yeah, I really Jake. like Goon Number Three from Albatross coming out. I think next week. Yeah,
1: yeah, next week. On Wednesday. Yep.
0: Okay, cool. This week, this week as you're listening to it. This
1: exactly. week. Exactly. I am going to pick up uh, the Weatherman Volume 2, Issue 1. We hadn't talked about Weatherman for a while, but I'd been reading it.
0: These covers look really cool. I know.
1: This book is just so fucking crazy. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's. Uh, I do want to get the trade paper back, though, for the first volume
0: yeah yeah although we have floppies for that
1: i know but i want i like the the book <laughs> i like having it all-in-one space like yeah. one spot so i think i think yeah i think it's something i'm gonna do i'm gonna pick up the trade paperback and and then just pick up the actual issue for number one
0: okay for volume two yeah this for is becoming two. more uh common as well with these um It's a similar kind of thing to, like, She Could Fly, which you're also Mm -hmm, reading, mm -hmm. as well as many of the Black Hammer books, like Black Hammer Age of Doom, which is going to be one of my picks for next week, did the same thing. But, of course, they did it satirically, but, uh, you know, it's commentary on that very thing, but it's funny. Um, yeah. Cool. Dark Red number four, I guess, will be my next pick. Mm -hmm. That's an Aftershock book. I've talked about the book before. Um... This book isn't for me at all, uh, and yet I find myself picking it up and reading it every mm-hmm. single time. It, uh, If you like vampires in the Midwest or that idea, if you like light, breezy, fun reads that also have um, a little bit of horror, a little bit of adventure, and uh, get you doing a little bit of that old thunking
1: mm-hmm. thinking,
0: uh, then, yeah, this is really a book for you. The art's fantastic and, uh, you know. Nor, it's a little, little, little gory, a little sexy, but, uh, all good. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Cool. I've got Ghost Tree 3. Uh, let's see what Brant does. I know he's having this like weird relationship with a dead ex-girlfriend under a tree. So maybe he's going to live in the forest forever. Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) Let's find out what happens.
0: Yeah. I've never been more excited about a book before I read it. Mm -hmm. Um, or before we did the show about it and and then you talked about it and i still haven't read issue one
1: yeah i know like right? i was
0: so excited about this book and then you just completely deflated me I know, so I'm i really sorry. hope we're not doing that for everybody else
1: uh yeah i know
0: whatever uh okay i'll take road of bones number two after we talked about it i finished issue one i loved it mm-hmm. um that's an idw book yeah
1: yeah we're both gonna probably read that oh month. yeah
0: for sure love that book uh Can't wait to see where it goes from here. I, You know, it's a perfect uh, mix Mm -hmm. of um, prison and magic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, prison magic. Yeah.
0: All right. right. Folklore.
1: Nothing says magic like.
0: Murder and folklore.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I don't know. All right. What's up next for you? I guess we're done. (laughs) do we both have three picks for this week? Yeah, we did. Okay. Moving on to the following July. Yeah, Yeah, July 3rd is the Wednesday, I
1: think. Maneaters 10, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to see where this goes. There was, uh, it's kind of starting to hype up. Yeah. So, yeah, let's see what happens.
0: Sweet. hmm. I. Some secret shit.
1: And, oh, sorry, I just got to mention, um, I thought it was pretty cute and it's, and funny, especially because, uh, I know so many people with daughters in the age group that buy American Girl dolls, but they kind of make a joke about how that's why they're so expensive. And if you're reading it, you'll laugh as well because you'll know why. They're very expensive. But yeah, it's got a transmitter in it. But anyhow. Interesting. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's cool.
0: S- sweet. It's a spy apparatus.
1: Yes, it is. Exactly. And that's why they're so fucking expensive. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I'm going to co-mingle two of my picks for this week. Mm -hmm. Um, So both these books, I'm going to preface by saying, uh, or, you know, by saying, I'm sorry that yet again, I'm picking a Black Hammer book. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Black Hammer Age of Doom number 11 comes out this week. of course I'm going to pick it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no, uh, you know, it's the main Black Hammer story. It started off everything. It's the second series um, within that. Um, story, and I don't think I really have to say any more. The second pick that I wanted to mention that I'm going to do together is uh, The World of Black Hammer Encyclopedia One-Shot. That's mm. also coming out next week. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to love those, like, Marvel and DC, like, you know, Encyclopedia, yeah, all-encompassing. Yeah. We got one of the big yeah, ones for yeah, the boys. Awesome. The, like the, the one that stretches out. It's like mm-hmm. a big map of the Marvel universe. So, um, you know, I love those as a kid. This yeah. is, it seems to kind of be that. And it's three ninety nine, So let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, like I'm black hammering hard <laughs> on July 3rd.
1: Sweet. Okay. So thumbs two. I'm um, really looking forward to seeing where this goes. I love the technology of big screens um, all over the walls. And it's, it's got this weird like training facility vibe. So let's see what happens. I love the colors too. There's a lot mm. of pink in it. Yeah. I think it was
0: pink. Yeah, I'm remembering it's like it as pink. And pink. Gray. It's yeah, exactly. Really cool. Yeah, I love the aesthetic of this mm-hmm. book. It's very cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So thumbs too.
0: Okay, my last one is Sea of Stars, mm-hmm. which is an image book. And okay, so actually, yeah, you were hunting at this one, or you yeah. were looking eyeballing this book because first. the
1: cover looks awesome.
0: You know, it's funny because it's a co-written project between Jason Aaron and uh, Dennis Hallam, formerly Dennis Hopeless. Um, and De- Dennis Hallam did this series i don't know if you if you know it that i actually really liked a lot of people gave it shit but i don't care <laughs> um about it was it was um corsair and a young cyclops um as father and son traveling around getting into adventures together Mm -hmm. you know like essentially kind of regaming regaming regaining that time that scott lost with his parents after you know after the plane crash and before like all the time that he would have been in like mr sinister's orphanage kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i love that idea of like these intergalactic adventures with father and son yeah um there's something about that whole you know Uh, familial adventure sharing thing that totally gets me every time. Like I'm, I'm such a fucking sucker for this shit in comics. It's not even funny, but, um, so the premise of this book is, uh, seemingly so jason aaron is obviously also writing so like you know sign me up because it's like if you told me that like hey jason aaron is is writing the uh description for the back of uh, a box of, or like a mm-hmm. box of kleenex or something i would be like yeah, oh okay get it <laughs> yeah or buy it so i can find out how to use kleenex properly mm-hmm. or the in the most interesting way possible mm-hmm. um which obviously kleenex is a trademark so i should say facial tissue
1: facial tissue yes.
0: <laughs> um, but or yeah
1: not catchers if you will
0: what <laughs> that really threw me off i'm
1: sorry yeah
0: no one says that i know uh yeah so you got these two cats they're working on the story that is basically a recently um widowed intergalactic trucker this guy who transports goods and, and whatnot across the universe um decides that he will take his son with him on this journey, and obviously things are going to happen along the way. Maybe a little bit of like, again, to borrow from like a Marvel book, maybe a little bit of Cosmic Ghost Rider in mm-hmm. there, where he's like traveling around with Baby Thanos, yeah, yeah. chained to him like a backpack, you know, or yeah. baby carrier made a chains. Maybe it'll be something like that. But um yeah, you know, like I, I, I like this idea of like intergalactic transportation. is a little bit Fifth Element, but um, yeah. So Sea of Stars from Image Comics. Is my last pick that I've now rambled on way too long about Sweet.
1: this week. My last pick is Postal Deliverance One, which is a sequel to Postal. If you haven't read it, go back and read that. It's a
0: got my boy Brian Hill writing this.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it looks really awesome, and I think I'm going to. Uh, I think I'm going to enjoy it, but definitely go back and read Postal, which is I believe from last year.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: And then check this out. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Cool. Those are all my picks. You're done with your picks?
0: Yeah, I kind of commingled the two, so mm-hmm. I'm good.
1: Awesome. See, we will be back with you in a, in a couple weeks.
0: Yeah. A little more sporadic. We're not going anywhere. It might not be every second Sunday, but we're, mm. we're getting our shit together. We're getting our crew so together. So much stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot. We're trying to get all of our new shows and everything yeah. worked out. And we're still working on the website. We've got huge mm-hmm. plans for that you're going to see happening hopefully in the next few months. So,
1: We've added Pinterest. I'm always on it. So <laughs> <There you laughs> we're go. on there now. Look for us on Pinterest Exploding Earths. Cool. It's a really cool place to send us stuff too. If you see articles, there's another way for you to send us links.
0: Yep. If you want to support the show, you can also check out our eBay as well as pick up some of our merch. All mm-hmm. those links are available at ExplodingEarths.com.
1: Yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep talking comics with us, visit ExplodingEarths.com. And reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Exploding Arts. You can subscribe to this and other Exploding Arts podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play Music, and any other podcasters that you want to use so that you never have to miss an episode. And I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a rating and a review while you're there. It helps people find the show. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lumpy Face with an I instead of a Y. And you can reach us by email at quickflips at explodingarts.com. Send us your thoughts on the show, reading suggestions. Reach out to us if you're an indie creator and would like us to take a look at your book. We'll see you in two Sundays from now with another edition of Quick Flips. Yeah, that's it. So, bye. Spanish.